It's the Braincast, Braincast, the PopBrain.com Braincast, Braincast, listen to the show Because you're in for the PopBrain.com Braincast, Braincast, oh This is Marissa Carpico, the film editor at ThePopBreak.com, but we are not talking about film today. I'm here with Matt Taylor, my usual Oscar podcast buddy, um, but today he's in his TV editor role, um, and we're going to talk about the um, season premiere, premiere of All-Stars 4, or Drag Race All-Stars 4, as if there's another All-Stars 4 you're thinking of. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, we're, this is not going to be exactly like our Oscar podcast, but listen, it's the two of us who knows what could happen. Um, we're going to bring in some guests eventually, but today it's just us and we're going to talk about, um, the first, you know, the first episode, the talent competition, which is always uh, like to quote Tatiana of all stars Two, choices. Uh, there's some things that happen that I don't understand and we're going to get to them. Um, but first, we're going to start with um, basically like a background of um, our drag race knowledge. Matt, let's start with you. What do you? What's your experience with drag race? Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I literally discovered drag race by accident, not because I didn't know about it. Like you know, being a queer guy at like a liberal <laughs> or a liberal leaning college, you, I knew what drag race was. <laughs> but I always kind of assumed that it was not for me because I just was not a reality show person. Mm. Um, and then. Uh, my apartment in college during our senior year was the place to hang out um and we were just like eating once and looking through channels and we kind of stumbled onto season eight and we all like for about five minutes we're watching in like this weird fascination of like this is so weird and then it became like we were obsessed by the end of the episode <laughs> and watched it religiously ever like ever since um what, and, and what season was that, that by the way what, was it? what season was that so just so people know that was season eight with um we we all wanted a kimchi in my apartment i know about the drag queen one but we were all rooting for kimchi yeah kimchi <laughs> is the art the art school kids choice and and it's not wrong yeah yeah um but it was just funny because after season eight i graduated college and most of my friends are lgbt but you know entering the real world you don't see them that often and it can feel a little stifling sometimes so it's like drag race has been the connection to the lgbt community for me since then and then you know having season nine right after i graduated was just, was and then like in a time when it's like hard to be an lgbt person yeah. uh, at times like season nine was this really nice celebration of queer life and i really just fell in love with drag race completely with that and i've gone back and watched a lot of the clips of seasons that i i wasn't tuning into so i have some knowledge of like the earlier seasons but i'm not like a her story and as they say or anything like that yeah um yeah I, that's why we are going to be a good sort of comparison here because i am the her historian of the group um only recently though i didn't i didn't watch any um any seasons like while they were being you know while they were happening until all stars three um and I, I'd always known, like, my mom and I were big Logo fans back in the day. The first time it popped up on our cable, we were, like, 24-7. Like, <laughs> we were like, Noah's Ark is on. We have to watch it again. Like, I love Noah's Ark. Um, <laughs> shout out to black, <laughs> black male <laughs> queer people on a show. It was wonderful. Um, it's also on Netflix. Um, anyway, and I think I started college right before Drag Race, yeah, like I started in 06 and then first Drag Race is 09. So I never had a chance to watch it because it wasn't like part of our basic cable cap package logo. Um, if only it had been on VH1 back then. But so I never watched it and I always wanted to because I, I love drag. My mom and I used to go to drag shows and I, I consistently go to drag shows all the time here in, Nor in New York City. Um, and... And I'd seen actually a lot of, of Drag Race girls because a friend of mine is a big fan. Um, we actually, for her bachelorette, we saw we saw Alaska, and she cried while drinking a whole bottle of champagne watching Alaska, and I it's indelible in my mind. Um, by herself, by the way, <laughs> that, that bottle, 
that's why she cried so much. Um, but yeah, and I just had never watched it because it wasn't streamable and I hate like paying for seasons. But I am also a big fan of um, the movie Paris is Burning, which Rue is also a big fan of because she quotes it all the time on the show. Um, and at one point, I love that movie so much. I was basically watching it once a week and then it was almost becoming daily earlier this year. And finally, I was like, this is stupid. There is a, literally a television program for this. Just buy the television program. So I bought one season, right? I was like, well, I'll buy All Stars 3, and then I'll buy, you know, I think I bought All Stars 2 because I'd heard it was great. Um, and I like the Trixie and Katya show. So I was like, oh, I love Katya. She's on it. Um, and I know Alaska very well. Why don't I do that? And All Stars 2 is... My, by many considered the best season of Drag Race of all time, and it, and it, I think it's true because it kicked off an insane love of the show for me, and I binged all of every season I could purchase, um, all stars regular, and then watched it all in like the first two to three months of this year, um, except for the and the only season I haven't seen now is the um, the infamous lost season of season one, um, which Bibi Zaharbene won. And I, I'm sure I could find it. It's out there, but I just, I just don't like. That's just too many steps to like download it illegally somewhere. Um, but maybe someday it'll appear on Netflix. Um, but yeah, that's my history with the show. I love it. I obsess. I watch all the YouTube shit. I've watched the episodes of Trixie and Katya's, you know, own show thousands of times. Uh, it's like the highlight of my week. Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, I'm seeing fucking Sasha's of Valor for New Year's Eve this year. I'm I'm in it. I'm I'm all really? about it. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, her her nightgown show is incredible. Honestly, like the queen she she um, highlights in that show. There's like a Pacific Islander girl who, which always makes me excited. Um, Vander von Odd, just really cool queens, and I I can't wait for something. I mean, I usually try to see some sort of like burlesque or something on. New Year's Eve because I'm just like that person um so this is perfect uh but yeah that's my history with Drag Race so I get all the references but like I'm sure it's different like you don't even know what references you're not hearing but like I've always said that the show is totally palatable even if you don't know what it's referring to like I watched the show in reverse I watched from season nine all the way back to season two um and then but and it was completely enjoyable because it's just a good show what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's interesting the way they somehow make um, every season built on um, what's the word? I'm, the, I just lost the phrase. Like um, fan service, basically. Yeah. But then um, it's definitely very watchable and fun, even if you don't um, quite get it. Like like All Stars for the premiere was actually a really good um, example of that because I knew about half the queens. And then for the half that I didn't know, they do a nice introduction of them when they come out. And, I, and you do get, like, this idea of, like, oh, um, like, w- what they're all bringing to the table and, like, what their history was on the show, like, their rivalries and everything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do a also, really good, like, summary right at the beginning there. They show you their entrance looks and, like, all of the major drama points. It's very smart. Yeah, it's very well done. And then also it's, it is worth saying, and I don't know if everyone does this, but, like, as someone who obsessively reads about everything that he's like remotely <laughs> in, um, the fan base for Drag Race um, makes it incredibly easy on various sites to find um, information about previous seasons. So, like yeah. between Kevin O'Keefe's recaps for Into the Grinder newsletter mm-hmm. and the Drag Race um, wiki, it's like it's very easy to catch up if you if you're ever confused on things. <laughs> that Drag Race Wiki should win an award. Uh, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, it's so detailed. Even I actually have the um, Authors for Wiki page open right now because um, I am terrible with names, so I'm always afraid of forgetting someone's name. And, um, like, it's insane how detailed it is already after airing less than, like, 24 hours ago. Yeah, yeah. No, it's incredible. I, I, also, I mean, full on, I also have it open because it's like, I could probably name all the girls off the top of my head, but I don't want to forget someone. Because um, yeah. it's uh, it's an incredible group of girls. And I I think the quality already on display in the first, in the premiere episode is 
is indicative of what kind of season we're going to get. Like, All-Stars 2 worked so well because the queens were really good, but also because there were some duds and there was, and all, but all of those connections, there was like emotional hay made out of everything that happened, even though it was like only eight episodes. Um, and it's just, I, I feel like we're going to get the same thing again for many reasons. But before we get into it, I'm going to read a quick list of who they are uh, in the cast. Uh, it's Pheromone of season nine, Gia Gunn of season six, uh, Latrice Royale of season, what is it, four and of All Stars one, um, which is quite a cultural document, um, Manila, Manila Luzon of season three and All Stars one, um, Monet Exchange of season 10, Monique Hart of season 10, Naomi Smalls of, of season eight, Trinity the Tuck Taylor of season nine. Uh, Valentina from season nine, and then Jasmine Masters of season seven, which is uh, a season that gets referred to as really boring all the time. But if you look at that cast, it's like stacked. It's fucking stacked. Um, just they were like, harsh that season last night. Like, they were all like well, sick, and I'm like, oh, jeez. No, historically, <laughs> it is like always said as the most boring season. But like, I think it it's indicative of like what that cast could do with their time outside of the drag race that like that was just a launching platform for a lot of them like jasmine masters and katya who did very well on that season but like bombed at the last second and then came back on all stars immediately afterwards and like could have won the whole thing and like who else is on that season? ginger ginger minge is on that season who's in all stars too um Violet Tchotchke won, but like, and people give her shit all the time, but her finale, you, you saw her in the finale of season eight. That roach look is probably the best comeback outfit of any queen ever. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and then there's, who else is in that? Oh, Kennedy Davenport is from that season. Yeah, who was also, um, I liked her in All-Stars 3. I know she was controversial in All-Stars 3. But, yeah. you know, I thought she was good for she's, the most part. She's always been controversial. I mean, like, she was part of the the bitter old queens it was the self-named group in season seven who would like bitch about the younger hot girls um and she's just she's a bitch but like she is talented that high kick she can kill a man yeah her um verse in the hey kitty girl um live sing-along in the all-stars three feel your puss down deep in your soul (laughs) <laughs> no, feel your puss down deep in your soul is the, the best lyric to ever come out of the show hands down and I love a lot of them um, but yeah so what were your first impressions of everyone um, like who was your favorite entrance look so um, you know it was interesting my favorite entrance looks I, look, I ha- my favorite entrance look I have to say was honestly like Monique Hart which was like a Janet Jackson-esque um style outfit and then just without spoiling anything throughout the whole episode like she killed it i thought consistently <laughs> like yeah. and she was someone who i was not particularly fond of in her season oh and what, why why I'm is that so impressed. what was it why is that why were you not as fond of her in the season in her in season 10 i it's not that like she ever did anything wrong necessarily mm. season 10 was such a weird season for me i thought mm. because everyone who i ended up right off the bat liking either went home really early or, like, in the case of the Vixen, them being on the show became about something else. And yeah. it wasn't really about, like, their skills so much as it was, like, the narrative on this season. So, um, mm-hmm. like, Monique just never stood out to me more than just for, like, the hysterical um, interviews. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and confessionals. Yeah. But, like, here she just, like, killed it. And I'm like, maybe I just missed how talented she was in her season because I am impressed. Yeah. No, I liked her a lot in her season, but she is a, a um, an expression of, like, the best thing that Drag Race can do, which is to give, like, a queen who doesn't have much of a platform and honestly, and she said it very many times, doesn't have the, the capital to really express herself fully. She took all that... Oh, sorry, there's a siren outside. Um, there was a dog for a minute. I was like, Um... <laughs> She took all of that and turned it into, like, elevated herself, which, you know, somebody like Trixie did. And Trixie was also from season seven. 
Um, and like, uh, that's the best thing that you can see from like a, a drag race girl. Cause like, it's great when they win their season, but it's even better in some ways than when they take it and turn it into a long lasting career. Cause that doesn't always happen. Like Tyra Sanchez of season two has like basically ruined her own career. <laughs> like she's, she got disinvited from DragCon, which is tough. Um, but yeah, like she, she, Monique was great. Like she came to fight, uh, like not to quote the Vixen, but like, she felt like she was fun in season 10, but she felt like playing to win in a way that I was even surprised by. Like, and I think it may be, you know, it's, it's early to say, but like the thing about all stars, I have this theory that the worst thing you can do is win all stars, honestly. Um, because it like the all stars narrative is really about taking your original, um, persona and fucking with it in some way and some sometimes it's great like Ben de la Creme was sort of a mediocre queen and then she came back and was one of the best queens I've ever seen you know um and if but if you go too hard on the game it can reflect poorly on you like Alaska had that issue in season two where she was so focused that she ended up essentially hurting her own brand and like eventually calling into question her legitimacy for that crown forever like the i didn't watch all-star or i didn't watch drag drag race at the time but i remember everyone talking about how they maybe wanted katya to win that season like everyone i knew artists like comic book people people i know just random ass people on twitter like (laughs) journalists everyone that was the the narrative and it still is the narrative like three years later or two years later so like I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little concerned that Monique might end up with a with a slightly villain edit. Do you know what I'm saying? That could be interesting. Like, yeah. like you definitely have. Um, we can get to them in a little bit. Like the queens who are setting up to be villains mm-hmm. <laughs> this season already. Yeah. But I don't know how long they will last. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the person you're referring to, who I honestly was the most excited to see. Well, actually, it's like Latrice and Manila are probably my. Latrice Manila and like Valentina are probably my most excited to see. Actually, I'm kind of excited to see everyone, but I am super rooting for Gia Gunn because she is a total bitch, but she's not necessarily wrong. She's just real, real like crap. I don't know. Like she's she's just not. She's blunt. She's really blunt. Um, to a point where I have to be like, oh my god, just relax. Yeah, yeah. Well, she. This is the thing. She's always been this way, and like all the girls talk about how she's like not she's always like that like in the intro um video like telling us who the queens were that Trixie did and Katya and Detox did they they like she's the kind of person who will say like that like about like a look or something like that's it it's great for you (laughs) which is just like such a low-key read and like I love it I don't know like and I like Gia a lot and it also, I'm rooting them for them to not give her the villain edit because she's the only, she's the first like current like openly trans person to be on the show. Yeah. And it would be, yeah. it's not going to help the optics if she's the villain, even if she is kind of an ass. Like, but I don't know. Like, messy queens often read better than someone who just seems like legitimately mean, and I I worry that Monique's edit could be. Eat more easily construed that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it'll be interesting. I really loved her, um, like, for lack of a better word, brutality throughout this. Like, um, when she sat down with Farah and was just immediately like, you need to stop crying, it, like, it made me start clapping. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like... Great moment. It reads well, but, like, the thing is, like, over a season, it could, it could end up being, like, not working so well for her. Do you know what I mean? Like, in some ways... Uh, Eureka is the same kind of thing, but like her, she's coming from a place of being wrong more often than being right. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Monique. Uh, Monique's kind of racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, Monique, I think, is acting with the best intentions, but you can see how badly she wants to win. And yeah, yeah. that'll be, it'll be interesting to see, especially with the queens eliminating people. Like, it went well this week, but you know it's going to eventually lead to some very 
dramatic confrontation. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, that was also what hurt Alaska um, in season two, is that she was so flippant about eliminating girls. Like, the when she, when she eliminates Tatiana, I think, um, the second time, she she basically says, like, you know, one of these girls is really talented, da 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 and the other girl lent me this the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> she she eliminates the one she didn't who didn't lend her the shirt. So it's like and it it looked bad because it was Roxy Andrews who should have left at least four season, four episodes before that. So like yeah, I don't know. Like it depends on how it plays out, but like she's lovable, but it would be a very compelling storyline for the show to create for Monique to go from being this beloved queen to being like a bitch uh-huh. um, but yeah I was really excited to see Gia Gunn I also was just like I'm thrilled about Latrice and Manila because yeah. everything everyone says about um, season, one, season one of All Stars is true it was a disaster and the, the two of them looked like they were going to win the whole thing but then they did one bad episode or they had one bad challenge and they both left and it was like fuck like it's crazy that Chad won that season um and Chad Chad Michaels is great, but the the rest of the cast is like legendary. It's like Latrice and Manila, fucking Raven and Juju B. I mean, these are like all time great queens. And Chad is really good, but I, I, on in a singles competition, I don't think there's any way Chad would have won. Right. So yeah, um, but yeah, they were. It was great. I I liked a lot of the entrance looks. I like. Pure fashion-wise, I think Trinity had the best look, and and maybe, maybe Valentina. Trinity did look great. Um, I saw on Twitter, you might have seen it too, that it was based on a Sarah Paulson dress, which just like yep. is literally endearing to me. Like, yeah. it's like that feels like a very direct move to get me to want to vote for Trinity. Right. Yeah. Like I, I feel directly like called out by Trinity and and Valentina because Valentina like legit dressed as Ariana Grande and like you know that's gonna work with me. <laughs> yeah, Valentina Valentina's gonna be so interesting because like I don't know I I, I I'm not a Valentina stan like mm-hmm. she's fine but um like I know she she's probably um the most popular of like outside yeah. the drag community. I would say like the most popular of the ten that are here. Mm. Um, she's close to becoming a household name, I guess. Maybe depending on how big Rent's Live is. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> but, true. Um, I, I mean, it's probably it's actually ja- Jasmine Masters because like of of her meme ability, you know, outside of yeah. stuff. But yeah, no, Valentina is poised to become a breakout star in in more than just drag. This will probably. Like, this season will probably air at the same time as Rent Live. I think it's in January. Yeah. And um, that'll be interesting just to see, like, she'll have, like, depending on how well she does in All Stars, like, it could be, like, a huge moment for her in late January. Yeah. I suspect she'll do well because she did very well in season nine. Like, her fashion sense is very, um, and also just, like, her knowledge of her own brand is very smart. And that's, that's what wins the competition in a way. Like, that's what, that's what Alaska excelled at so well in All Stars, and like All Stars is built for that, to, for you to yeah. like emphasize your strengths and and really sell it. Although I will say her talent was like fine, but realistically, her 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 goal for this premiere episode is to prove that she could lip sync. You know what I mean? Yeah, it felt very safe. It felt like yeah. like um, and I think she was like last or second to last in the performances, and it was just like. By the time they got to her, I was like, all right, like, let's just move on to the um, results and everything, because I already had, like, seen, like, who does the best and who's probably going home. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, we're just going to play it safe. I don't care. That's yeah. Good. It was a very middling sort of performance. And, like, yeah, we should probably get to the talents. Um, yeah. Who was who your favorites? Who was who were the worst for you? Uh, my favorite to keep the train going was... 100% Monique. I remember when she announced in the workroom that she was going to sit, like, do a song about, like, the brown cow look, brown cow stunning, I think it was called. Brown cow stunning. Um, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be a disaster. And then she was first out, and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. And I was just so, like, impressed. I think it was a mixture of being impressed, but also just, like, um, it's a way to take a minor joke from your season because truthfully, I had forgotten about that whole exchange wow. um, from that season. 
um, like take a minor joke from that season and make it something really funny, and then also prove like prove, um, show off a talent that you didn't get to show off because she made a point of saying I should never get to sing yeah. um, in her season. So I was impressed by that. Um, worst I think was definitely Jazz Masters. That was a, a train wreck of a stand-up set. That um, it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I will say um, I also like I was surprised. They were so kind to um, Naomi Smalls, who I thought did a very, um, like, boring performance. Like, mm. the, the final reveal with the glasses was nice, but, like, everything before that did not really work for me. And they all really went for it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Farah, who I cannot stand as a queen, but, like, her performance seemed fine and her look was great. It was just that one fall. Yeah. And I was like, I, I take a, mis- a technical mistake over just, like, playing it safe and boring. Person. Yeah. I think it was, I mean, I, it, it was, it, it is, it speaks to the, like, quality of everything that, like, Farrah made the bottom two when realistically, like, the fall isn't even what they dinged her on. It was the fact that she couldn't recover from the fall. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, she was visibly shaken for the rest of her thing. And, like, burlesque is all about that you know, confidence and, and projecting the sort of like, I know you want me thing. So it's like that nervous energy doesn't work for it. So like, yeah, I could see, I could see them digging her for that, but it is crazy that she was in bottom two because like, I mean, there's, for me, there wasn't a, a, a Jasmine masters aside, there wasn't a bad performance in the group. Like all of it was really different and interesting, which is what I want. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'll be honest, in All Stars Three, the only the only performances I could fuck with were um, uh, Thorgy Thor and Trinity or Trinity um, Trixie because it was like oh they showed a talent that wasn't just like shablamming around doing a lip sync to a song. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it was, was like they played an instrument. They are doing something interesting with drag that I am about. Um, like I honestly couldn't even tell you what Chandela did but even though she was you know, like I was trying to think and I, I cannot remember I remember liking it because I, I stand hard for Shangela but yeah. I cannot remember it yeah I mean I, I even watched the season over again about three weeks ago and I don't remember and even like and the person who won was Ben de la Creme but that was because she had that great tom- comedy routine with the with the tits um, yeah. which was a lot of fun so like those all th- all three of those were like playing with drag in an interesting way and like Honestly, I just feel like that's the way you have to win now. But, like, yeah, I, like, I was surprised, a little surprised, like, Gia Gunn didn't make it into the top two or whatever because, like, that was, it was cultural and interesting and, like, the fucking cherry blossom petals coming out of the fans. I don't know how she did that. Like, Monique was like, that was magic to me. And I was like, I agree. I don't understand where they are. Like, how is it happening? It was really good. Like, she she did a full-on kabuki number, which is, it, it. that's a skill. And it's so specific. And, like, that's the thing I think is, like, the most interesting is when you can do something that's very specific to you. Like, and, like, Monique was good because it is specific to her because she's playing with her brand and emphasizing that brand and then also, like, bringing it to the next level, which is exactly how you should be playing the game at this point. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I, and I, I liked Latrice a lot. And I... I was oddly into Manila's, even though I think it was, like, a really long build-up. Like, when she flipped it over, I was very impressed. I was like, shit, that's a vase and flowers the whole time. Um, See, I, like, thought it was impressive, but someone in my viewing party was like, oh, like, within 10 seconds, she's like, it's going to be the flowers. And I was like, will it be? And then I was like, it's definitely going to be. And by the time she got to that reveal, I was like, we know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I was just, like, so crushingly, like, like nervous that, like, oh, God, is this is this going to go anywhere that I just don't think I noticed it? Um, and it it's a cool thing, and it's, it's weird, but I don't... It does speak to, like, she is, at this point, an older generation of drag. And... Yeah. And, but, and her stuff has always been a little more costumey and sort of goofy, so, like, I do wonder about how long she's going to last in this season just because, I don't know... The, the 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 art form has already evolved so much from 2010 or whenever it was that she was on you know yeah it'll be interesting like how much that'll work because people like even the judges seem kind of like 
like what like whatever about it. like it was fine like yeah. I don't think any like any of them were super impressed. Yeah. Um, I will say speaking of super impressed, Trinity's actually really did work for me as well, mm-hmm. and I thought that was like, the the reveal of her talk during her talk tutorial was just like stunning. I thought. Yeah, I the thing, I love uh, Manila is is if nothing else great for reaction shots, and her yeah. her after that being like I think I've been talking wrong. <laughs> Was was really fun because just like she's been doing it for like twenty years. Um, it was fascinating. Like I, I was just like, holy shit! Yeah, like, it's unclockable. I remember I, I was watching the season nine finale once with a friend who was like staying over at my house because we, we were getting she was going to get married and we were like prepping stuff for her wedding, and I was like, I just put it on just to have something on because she gets real bored, um, and she was like, that's like the Trinity does that that. Uh, reveal during the lip sync between uh, against peppermint and my friend went like wait what she was like i don't understand <laughs> like she wasn't really well, paying attention all of a sudden she was like oh my god <laughs> like that's a woman <laughs> it's it's incredible um but yeah you know speaking of the but, naomi thing i did like the naomi stuff but it it did feel it it peaked too late like the wig yeah. is really fucking funny um and like super weird and exactly the kind of like weird thing you wouldn't expect from someone so beautiful. Um, but yeah, it took too long to get there maybe. And it was probably more dynamic live because it would be like insane to see this tall beast coming at you, like stomping around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it to me like she had spent her summer watching Pose and was like, I'm going <laughs> to just have the riff off that. And <laughs> it right. didn't work, work for me. But it was, it, it was she's... I'm excited to see where she goes from there. Yeah, again, it's like the level is so high. I will also say, like, I'm concerned about Monet still. Like, I'm not sure yeah. she learned everything that she should have. And like, the thing about the thing about uh, her coming back so soon is that I don't know if she's had enough time to develop her taste a little further. Um, while all of the other girls have like figured out their taste, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it was just like the the updated version of her sponge outfit mm-hmm. was just such like a disappointment to me. And I'm like, it looks so much like your sponge outfit. Yeah, like, uh, like your original sponge outfit. Yeah, it's a lot of lead. Like, it was a lot of like, well, whoever I think it was Monique, Monique who was like, it's like another like a bodysuit, like a black bodysuit. Like that's what you're coming in as. This is All Stars, girl. You got to be like. Yeah. And there were two bodysuits, which is concerning. Right. Who was the other one? I can't remember. No, I mean, Monique wore two bodysuits. Oh. Her entrance look and then oh, the sponge. Yeah, yeah, the remade sponge was a bodysuit. And like, ooh, girl, that we we can't do that. We absolutely cannot do yeah. that. Um, yeah, but I, I don't think she will last much longer, to be honest. No, I don't either. Well, I think it's that thing of like, um, and she and honestly, Jasmine are, are perfect examples of this, of like, Drag Race is not... It is is a showcase for drag, but only like a certain type of drag in a way. Like you have to be able to compete, right? And yeah. if you're not good at playing that game, then it's not going to work for you. Like Mayhem Miller is the same kind of person. Of like, she is one of the most like well known queens in LA. Yet she could not really figure out how to play the game. And like in the Hollis Slay Spectacular, when she came out as Krampus, I was like, oh, she should come back for an All Stars because she figured it out. It was uh, incredible. Oh, my God. What an outfit. Um, but, like, yeah, like, Jasmine didn't really learn anything. And that was her problem in her, her season as well, is that she didn't learn anything. Um, not really. Like, she just found a way to make who she was marketable. But, like, mm. yeah, I don't know. She didn't learn anything there, and, and it didn't carry over here, and she clearly wasn't hearing what everybody was saying to her. Which again has always been her problem, and Monet has that sort of same like personality of like thinking she's fabulous, but maybe not also realizing that there are weaknesses. You know? Yeah. Um, Jasmine especially was like that was a real train wreck of just like and like you just saw it coming. So from the minute she was like in the workroom, like people have always told me I'm funny. I was like, fuck. Like, yeah. There it goes. Like, <laughs> well, those are dupe words. The, the gif I kept seeing on Twitter was like just people reusing the Shangela thing from All Stars 3 being like, y'all on the internet told her it was funny. Like, this is your fault. And it is. It is. You know? 
<laughs> it was bad. It was um like the minute she went up there, I'm like, all right, she's going home. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal, and it's so disappointing because I I J- Jasmine is is someone who certainly has succeeded outside of the J- the drag race um format, and clearly it's just someone who doesn't mesh with the format, which is unfortunate because she's she is so funny and like I've never seen her live, but I've only heard that she's incredible like like Katya tells that story of um she was seeing them seeing her perform or maybe it was detox um seeing her perform live once and she like literally in her routine deliberately rolled down an entire staircase (laughs) during the lip sync so like she's she's fierce but it clearly is just not she's not made for that competition and that's fine like you know it's a it's a tough thing and but it is like it, it is shocking that she's the first to go. I will say also um, on our Oscar podcast mm. that my love of um, pantsuits is well documented, and both of her pantsuits were amazing. Oh, um, in the that episode. first one is gorgeous. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and well, that second one is a callback to well, I think it is anyway. Um, a, it's her like Patty LaBelle look, but it's because she does a lot of Patty Patty LaBelle stuff, but it's also. Um, it's it's like a, it, the pantsuit version of the dress she got kicked off in, <laughs> which is clever. That's and, funny. Yeah, and the dress is great. It's the um, it's also one of my favorite challenges of all time. It's the bearded challenge, um, where like inspired by Milk, I think they do a challenge where where everybody has to wear a beard on the runway, and uh, Katya goes as Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln is truly one of my favorite fashion moments on the show. <laughs> it's the best. Um, but yeah, um, anything else you want to talk about talent on the talent show front? Um, I think we covered everything. I'm looking at, their, at the lineup again. Um, I think we're good. I think we, we talked about basically everyone. All right. Okay. Well, the last thing we want to talk about, um, we're going to make, uh, we're going to make some big predictions. Um, which is something we don't even really do on the Oscar podcast necessarily. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, we're going to make some big predictions. We're going to choose – we're going to guess right now top three of the season. And, I don't know, maybe pick a winner as well. Um, I'm going to make you go first. (laughs) (laughs) This is tough. It's it's probably going to be embarrassing um, in hindsight. Yeah, that's what I want, man. I want us to look back and think, ooh, oof. So my thinking with reality shows, especially Drag Race where – like ninety percent of it is filmed before even like the an episode airs. Yeah. Um, is like you can kind of pick up narratives through the editing and um, like, dra- um, All Stars is also such a short season when compared to um, the main drag race where I think it's a little more easy to see. Like they don't have like, as much time to tell narratives, so it's more concise. Yeah. Um, so based on that and like seeing how different people were edited. I'm going to guess a top three of um, Valentina. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 she just has that fan base and that power that I could see her staying. Yeah. Um, she also knows how to play the game. She does, yeah. Um, Trinity. Mm. And um, I'm going to go with Latrice. I'm going to yeah. go with those three. Yeah. <laughs> and to win... Um, Let's go with Valentina. I'll, I'll go with the, the top most popular queen. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not a bad call. Um, I think it's going to be... I think Trinity is going to be in top three, and I honestly think she's going to win. Because, um, I don't know, she's just, like, such a complete queen. I, and I I don't know. I just think she's going to win. Um, and then, I don't know, for top three, I, I also want to say Latrice, but I... I kind of don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. I just have like this weird feeling it's not going to happen. Um, I, f- it's, I don't know. Let me think. I actually think Pheromone might, like, might make kind of far. Like. Really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah like she's just going to surprise us. I, I don't know. I think it would be, I don't know. I just, I, I, maybe I'd like to see it or I think it would be interesting. I don't know. It, it might just work like. The thing is, like, one bad day on All-Stars can often translate into eventually a winner's arc. Like, 
uh, Kachi faltered early on after like a Princess Diana thing, and then basically was almost basically impeccable from there on with one minor 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 misstep. But yeah, I kind of think it's going to be Trinity, Pheromone, and uh, Naomi. Interesting. That that will be an exciting lineup. Yeah, and maybe that's just like wishful thinking, but like. I don't know. I think it might happen. Um, I don't know why Valentina wouldn't be up there, but she probably should be. I don't know. Um, but yeah, those, that's my, those are my picks. I think Trinity's going to win. <laughs> as long as I get Trinity winning right, I honestly don't care. <laughs> She's a good pick. Like I, I could. There's definitely a world where that could happen. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of... Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like... A lot of people, myself included, would like a um, Queen of Color to win yeah. um, All-Stars because I forgot who it was, but someone this week was like, the key to winning All-Stars is being white, and it was like a brutal read. It was it was <laughs> Naomi, which which makes me think she probably doesn't win, but I don't care. Yeah, um, yeah it's the sort of thing that I'm like, you know, I think it would be great to see a Queen of Color win, mm-hmm. and but um, there's definitely a world, I think, where Trixie wins. <laughs> you mean Trinity. <laughs> I did the same thing earlier. It's they're so close. Um, they are. Actually, before we go, what do you think the big twists are going to be this year? Anything? I don't know. Like, I really, I, I can say what I hope it's not, and I hope they don't do that bullshit of like the jury of the queens at the end. Yeah. I know, like they probably will. I th- <laughs> no, they, that was the first time they'd done it, and it, and it, it did so poorly for them that I don't think it'll happen again. Although yeah, I, I, it's the sort of thing where I'm like, please don't do that. It's so silly. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I didn't hate it. Like, the I thing is, like, I, I, I argue, like, I thought season three was great television, even if it wasn't necessarily, like, satisfying for the viewer in some way. Like, it is, every episode is interesting and insane. Like, and you can't say that about, like, season 10, let's say. You know what I mean? Right. No, it's not a great competition, but it's consistently entertaining. Yeah, and, like, I just want great television. I don't actually care who wins. Like, realistically, the people who are stars are going to be stars no matter what. And and you and I have talked about this offline, but it be, it's very clear that Shangela is unconscionable in, in real life. And that's why the jury thing didn't work for her. <laughs> I love her forever, but, yeah, the, the gossip is not, not good. It's not positive. Like... You know, Jasmine literally did a video like three days ago being like, I am not in all of the Hall of Slay Spectacular because Shangela was late all the time and I don't, I'm not going to wait around for her ass. Like, that's bad. Like, it's so bad. And like, again, I, everything about it, like if you any time you watch her on the show, she gets in, into tizzies with people who are usually beloved, except for Mimi, I'm first. Um, so like, it's, yeah, she's got to be a nightmare backstage. <laughs> <laughs> which like works against you in the in the voting and like that's why Trixie won because she's likable you know she's not an I mean she she can be a little dry but like Adam Lambert deserved it um <laughs> he did he was he was too full of himself and Trixie brought him down and actually been like okay calm down alright but yeah with, with um let's talk about that actually for a minute the celebrities who come on Drag Race mm. um there are times when I'm like, oh my god, these celebrities are the worst. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> like, yeah. um, even though I wasn't, Jennifer Lewis was fucking amazing. Yeah, she was wonderful. She was wonderful. I want her to be a permanent member of um, <laughs> the the, um, the judges now. Yeah. Uh, I just funny, that. like with Drag Race, I think ninety percent of it is you're trying to become a, um, a gift, <laughs> and yeah. like. She was committed to being a gift, like, every time they cut to her. Like, I was like, this is amazing work. <laughs> yeah, she was great. I mean, nothing is... I feel like no one can ever beat the disaster of Vanessa Hudgens last season with I'm so into voguing right now and just, like, every choice she made. <laughs> I choose to believe that Vanessa Hudgens was, like, playing the game and was like, I'm just going to be that girl because it was so on the nose no. where I'm like, you cannot really be that girl. And I kind of loved it. No, <laughs> I, I tell you, I, she's a judge on So You Think You Can Dance and she she can't plan that shit out. She's not that smart. Honestly, uh, really? I do not I do not watch that. Yeah. So maybe I'm, I need to catch catch up on her other judging work. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> it's so brutal. She, It's brutal. I can't. Like, 
I, as soon as I saw that she was on Drag Race, because I'd been watching So You Think You Dance for so many seasons, I was like, oh no, she's going to she's gonna embarrass herself. And then she embarrassed herself in the worst way possible. It's so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think they're going to do Jury of Their Queers. They're definitely going to do the thing where they bring back people in the middle of the season because it's just juicy, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think with like the superhero motif that opened the episode, which they dropped like right afterwards. I don't know, maybe it won't be like the Handmaid's Tale thing, thankfully, where um, we have like a half a season's worth of Handmaid's Tale jokes for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there won't be any more superhero references, but I did find that odd to open with that, and I'm trying to think of some sort of superhero-related um, twist they could do, or yeah. maybe it'll just end up being some like superhero runway look. Well, it's definitely... You, you probably don't notice it because you haven't seen all the seasons or whatever, but like whatever um, song of Ruse that they start to foreground very early on is usually the song they do for the final performance. So like Kitty Girl played a lot last year and then it became the final performance. Um, and like that, ha- they just, whatever song they play a, a shitload at the beginning it means that they're going to, like, it's a song that's already been recorded, but it's a song that they're going to now have the girls write new verses for and then repackage and sell, which is, again, why Rue is a marketing genius. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think Super Queen is going to be the song of the um, of the season for whatever reason. Um, maybe just because it's not selling very well and she wants I don't know. Who knows? Um, who makes those decisions? But... But yeah, I, I'm sure it'll factor into the end. I don't know what you could do for the end of it, though. I don't know. I, like, I don't know what superhero thing you could do. Like, who are the, the, the superhero? Like, technically, they're all superheroes in a way because they're all stars. That's the whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. As long as they do, I don't need a ton of twists. I wouldn't mind them. You know, like, I'm excited for Jasmine to come back one more time, even even if she clearly is not suited for the game. Um, but I, I would like to see her one more time, just because she's a bitch. And also for her to, like... I just love the drama of them coming back and being like, here's why I hate you for le- making me leave the competition. <laughs> yeah. No, that will definitely, I think, happen at some point, probably halfway through. Like, it'll be... Yeah. Um, and it, that, that's always fun. That's always interesting. That yeah. really worked, I thought, in the show's favor in All-Stars 3, even though it ended up not, like really mattering that much even just the Ben story that. yeah well it was very clever I mean I think that was the one of the cleverest bits of television I've ever seen and it's all orchestrated by Ben de la Creme in a way like because yeah. she had two narratives going into that episode realistically it was like prove that I'm not a petty bitch who got rid of Morgan just because like Morgan was obviously wrong about that but it clearly mattered to Ben and it was it was just the perfect perfect execution and protection of one's own image in a way that like not even Rue can do now. Like literally cannot do. Yeah. You know <laughs> she can't do it. <laughs> like she brought the first <laughs> She like she brought the first trans girl on, she's gonna make her the villain. Like, get a clue girl. Um but like yeah, it was just such a perfect like uh understanding and ability to keep one's image by bringing Morgan back to, like, erase this narrative of, like, well, Morgan went too soon to by basically showing that Morgan has, is less talented than she thinks, like, realistically. She's not that yeah. versatile. Um, she's great, but she's not that ver- versatile. Um, and also, like, leaving before some weird thing happened. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she, she got to go out on top without ever, have, out ever having to compete and therefore called into the legitimacy of everyone on that show. Like... Shangela's existence calls in to question Trixie's legitimacy, but, like, Ben not being in that final two completely does as well. Like... Yeah, it was both, like, the best thing for that season and the, like, sort of what killed my enthusiasm for it because I was just like, oh, like, I have, like, if Shangela doesn't win, I have literally zero interest because I never got on the Trixie train. No offense to her, she's she's good. Yeah. But I just, I never... Aired. Yeah, watching it play out live, it didn't. Her arc is not great, but I will say, rewatching it, it it's much better than I remembered. Just because her her narrative was so like, I mean, people expected her to come in and dominate, and she didn't, which is really the issue. But yeah, like it's actually a better arc than you realize. Like she really only has one bad episode, 
and it's a really bad episode, certainly, but her runways are always really solid, and like, she's never the worst, honestly, except for except for Snatch Game. She's really bad at Snatch Game. Yeah, that was actually last night when I'm like a binge and watched all the Snatch Games. Oh. And, um, yeah, I've done I that. Thought how, how bad that was, like on um, the All Stars Three Snatch Game. It's it, it's with, with and, yeah, that's the thing. That that Snatch Game is also mostly pretty bad. Like, it's not a very yeah. good Snatch Game. There are, in a weird way, more bad Snatch Games than good Snatch Games, I think. But yes. that challenge is so much fun yeah. that I'm happy to do it every year. No, you're totally right. That's what people don't realize is that, like, most of them are not very good. There's always, like, two or three good people, and then the rest of them are either middling or complete disasters. Like, Season 10 is one of maybe the worst one I've ever seen. Yeah. It's so many celeb- like um people calling mine celebrities, but, like, not doing them right. Like, I'm like, yeah. do you know the people you're mimicking? Like, it's... it's crazy sometimes yeah it's this inability to like understand what comedy is like you can do an impression but that's not comedy you have to this is a comedy challenge and like right. most of them don't seem to understand like Alyssa Alyssa misunderstood that so profoundly in her season that um they did away with immunity which actually used to be a thing on the show yeah that was interesting to see um them talking about that and I was like oh really like I'm like that would have changed a lot yeah. Oh, it did. I mean, actually, you know, it didn't last that long. And maybe maybe it did in season one more, which I haven't seen. Um, but yeah, you know, it didn't affect things as much as you would think it would. On Like, it probably would more now, maybe. But, like, they got rid of it so early that it just stopped mattering. You know, season four was a long time ago. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, all right. I think that's it. Um, we're going to do some more of these. We're going to do them not every week, but biweekly. Um and we're going to bring in some guests next time. Well, as long as we can find some. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we'll be good. I think we, we can get some people. It'll be interesting. But at the very least, you'll hear our amazing voices. Yep, exactly. Um, and I, we've already talked about what we had coming up in the Oscar podcast, which will hopefully go up before this one. Um, we'll see. <laughs> um, and uh, there, depending on when this goes up, there will also be a podcast about Into the Spider-Verse coming that I'll be hosting, but hopefully not really engaging too much in because I'm going to have three other people on. Um, but yeah, look out for that and uh, look out for more Drag Race talk. Uh, Matt, anything else you want to say before we go? Um, there's um, Drag Race won't be on, unfortunately, but there will be um, some Best of TV stuff coming up this week, assuming this goes up this week. And um, also, next week, a podcast about um, TV in 2018 and 2019. So, you know, be excited for that, everybody. Yeah, we got an end-of-year podcast coming up at some point, too. So lots of podcasts coming, lots of end-of-the-year top tens. We're just putting the movie one together now. Who knows what's going to happen with that? It's all over the place. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, drag forever, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we got to find a sign-off. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye. <laughs>